ladies, welcome to the Living and Collective Podcast, where we are inspiring and equipping women into living their full lives while working together as the collective. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Lacey and Christy here. We are back this week with round two of our conversation with Leanne Spencer. We're so excited to bring this to you and she's diving deeper into our conversation from last week about mindset and getting really kind of into six points that she wants us all to go home with and thoughts that we all have. Totally. These six points are so practical. You definitely want to have, if you're not driving, um, a paper and a pen because they you're going to want to get these down on paper. They're really good. You'll want to come back to them. So if you do have a journal or something to write them down, I think she kind of tells you that in this, but we're really excited for y'all to hear these things. And also make sure you go back and refer to the worksheets that she's created for this podcast because they're helpful as well. Awesome. All right, here we go. What does that mean? It means everybody has to have a 24-hour recovery plan. That the minute you get off, you run to your immediate 24-hour plan. In AA, we would call it you get to a meeting. There's meetings 24 hours a day. You immediately get to a meeting and you get back on the meeting and sobriety wagon. In this case, you get back on your 24-hour plan. The 24-hour plan is always your basics. It's go back to drinking water. It's go back to the meals that you plan for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We don't stay off track we get right back on track. It was not a crime that we got off track. The real crime is when we got off, we decided stay to stay down. stuck. Yeah. Staying stuck is a choice. And when we stay there, we quit us. The plan's not wrong. We may have to edit the plan if it's too restrictive mm-hmm. and talk with y'all about that. But it's all information. That's what I wish I could share with such excitement and I know it and I know your viewers can't see me. I'm not perfectly at my goal. I work on it and I'm challenged with these ideas, but once I took them and started working them, that plateau I had broke, right? But it was because you have to really start working with the brain. So if I can, I know we don't have a lot of time. I want to go down six thoughts because I want your audience to leave. Mm-hmm. Would Absolutely. that be okay? Please. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. I know I'm talking a bunch. No, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> I just want to dump this because I wanted to do this, Christy, when I talked to you at this time of year for a reason. Yes. Because it's about now, if it didn't already happen a week or two ago, where most people are quitting those New Year's resolutions or they've stopped all that energy. The people January 1 who said, I wanted to be in my bikini by summer or I want to be this, people have all kinds of ideas, right? Yeah. They, they're off. The desperation fuel is getting ready to exhaust and they're going to have to replace desperation with something. And I'd like them to replace it with something really, really good. So here's some ideas I want them to write down, okay? Because they're probably needing them right now. If not, write them down anyways and keep them. So I'm a huge person that keeps cards. And if you you can get that flashcard app on your phone and make your own flashcards, and people really should look at these, I'm being honest, five to 10 times a day right now. Because your brain is like a little hard drive in a computer. And right now, all that's written on it is all the negative stuff about the diets that didn't work, what's not gonna work, how I gave up, how I ate that last week, that is screaming. Well, we need to upload on your hard drive some more positive stuff about what's going on. So this is gonna be your positive upload for the day. Here's six points, get pen and paper. The first one is one of the forms of temptation is discouragement. And here's here's what discouragement is. You're struggling to stay on track. Let's say you've been losing weight and suddenly we have what we call the food creep. 
foods that you were just not eat, you weren't given into before, man. You couldn't even be tempted by cookie dough. Suddenly, it is in your face, and you are tempted. So whether it's foods creeping back in that you really weren't eating before, or you're struggling to stay on track, you get to parties and you lose all that obedience, but I was fine Monday through Thursday, that discouragement starts to happen. And I need you to realize discouragement's not happening every day. Slow down. Go back to that model I gave you. What's the situation? I ate at the party. What's the, what's the emotion? I'm discouraged or disappointed in myself. What's the thought? This could be the beginning of the end. This is how I get off track. Okay, what's the alternative thought that could go with that? I'm, this plan was never about being perfect. I'm only human. This does not make that big of a problem. Even if I gain one pound from it, which probably I will not, mm -hmm. but even if I did, I could do that with water weight in a cycle. Totally. But let's say I did. That can come right back off because my awareness is there, right? And I'm ready to move on with the plan and do my recovery plan. And I go run and get it. And my recovery plan is written. It's about drinking water. It's about returning to those foods. It's about getting appropriate enough sleep. And it's about doing my mind dumps and my brain work. That's my 24-hour plan. What would the result of that be? I'd probably find myself back on track, right? Mm -hmm. And I keep doing the 24-hour plan until I know I'm on track. If the next day after I did the 24-hour plan, I'm still like, no, rewrite it. I still think I'm going to fail. I'm still sold on the idea it won't work. And do the next 24 hours as best as you can. We keep doing 24 hours at a time until we get back up the climb to hope again. And purpose okay you just repeat till you get to hope and purpose but you've got to commit to do that nobody can that's do it really for great because it like breaks it down into like I can do this for the next day instead of thinking just 24 hours that's all I need so you to call through sometimes it can that can send them off just the time right all yeah. I can do is right now 20, yeah. right I it's like that. at the mall that sign when you walk up says you are here mm -hmm. I tell people go buy a hula hoop at Walmart stand in the middle of it and say this space inside the hula hoop is all I can think about today. Yeah. That's it. Nothing outside. 24-hour plan right here. Oh, I love that. And it's practical. Stay like right here. Something to do. It's not just trying to talk yourself out of a mindset. It's like practical things you can do. Right. Having that 24-hour plan is amazing. I have to speak positively to myself, and then I have to take action. Those have to mm -hmm. be paired for me to move forward. So recognize discouragement. Go back to writing out in CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. We call it mental models. And that's all I'm having you do is own it on paper. Write it out. The brain uses different parts when we write. Don't just sit in your car and think it. It will not work the same. You must grab paper. You must grab a journal. And you must write this out. I know I sound staunch, but it's what works for the brain. I'm trying to clean up your brain, not just make you feel better. Yeah. Right? I need to do that. I'm so awesome. bad about writing. So first is discouragement. The second thing is, de is deprivation. If you're having a lot of temptation things come to you, remember temptation's information. It tells us to edit something. If you're really getting hit all the time outside of holiday parties, other stuff, something about your plan is too restrictive. Mm -hmm. And your body's trying to communicate that to you. What other tool does it have? It doesn't have any other bullhorn, but maybe to send that. Maybe you're also under stress. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe you're having to handle something in your life that in the past, the way you coped with it was you ate those foods. The body knows you're under stress. All it knows to do is replay what you used to do to cope with stress. 
It doesn't, it, so you have to talk to it and talk to you guys and say, could we look at the plan? Chocolate keeps coming up. Chocolate keeps coming. All right, let's work that in. We've got time. Time's on our side. Even if it took us a few days longer, would we trade where we've gotten now? No, we would still want the success we've had now. Let's just adapt and figure out what's going on with my body. Um, you always have to decide when you feel deprived, which deprivation do you want? This is what's hard for people, but it's where your learning experience is. Do you want the hard part of going, it's not gonna work, I'm craving chocolate, I guess I'm done with the plan, I'm now just gonna stop and eat chocolate, and have the hard part of knowing you quit the plan, that would be hard. Or do you want the hard part of talking to you guys and going for some reason chocolate's up, and you guys go, you know what, here's a little place we could add some dark chocolate, we could get a little bit of that for you. Here's a recipe. Let yourself know you're going to have it Saturday. You're going to sit down. You're going to savor it. You're going to enjoy it. You might even have a bath while you eat that chocolate. What's hard? Slowing down how fast you reach your goal or quitting and eating the chocolate and knowing you quit? Which is harder, quitting or knowing it's taking you longer? See, we have to get okay with choosing between those two parts, right? Don't totally. you think? Completely. I mean, that's incredible. Yes. That really is it. And then creating a community of people who understand these two handed choices so that we don't feel alone in that, right? That that's what all people do. So, speaking of the community piece, just sidetracking for a yeah. second, do you think, like, you know, if you're on a plan and not necessarily everyone around you is supporting that? they're not going to be in it the way that you are, right? So the people that you're surrounding yourself will be like, just have that chocolate. It doesn't matter. You know, you have all these friends, family, all these people in your ear that it it is. It's almost like a constant sabotage in a way because they're not on a plan. I don't know if they want to like, you know, extreme, like bring you down with them. And I don't think anyone's like out to make someone fail, but just – you know, the, that's like a whole, is that another temptation piece or how would you categorize that? Yeah, it's information, mm-hmm. right? It's information. I don't necessarily need to add it. I remember something when I was losing weight. I know people were happy for me because they knew I was always working on this goal. But I remember a person saying to me at one point, so when are you going to be done with this? Totally. Well, I hear that all the time mm-hmm. from people. And I was kind of shocked. Because there's a part of my human side, Leanne, that's not a therapist, that's not a professional, that's not thinking about disordered eating, that looks in the mirror and goes, guy, I would think it'd be obvious I'm not done yet, right? Because I haven't reached a goal. And that can be me when I'm in my flesh and just feeling that way. And I thought, when am I going to be done with this? Uh, this isn't something to be done with. Like, this is it. Like, this mm-hmm. is me. This is how I live. But they were trying to put the way I was living into this category of, oh, you're just trying to lose weight. diet. You'll show up in the red dress, everybody will take a photo, and then you'll start gaining again, and this whole thing will be over. And I don't know if they exactly meant it that way, but I was so shocked at the question, and I just remember even talking about it with my husband later, and I didn't have a good answer in the moment, but I've made a card since then about when people say that to me. I'm ready now. Right? I learned that from that temptation. I think that person could have been well-meaning. I think they cared for me. Maybe they just wanted to make sure everything was okay. But I have to come back with, thank you for asking. 
even if underneath my breath I'm like, that's so mean, I say thank you for asking <laughs> to the person because I need to help my brain mm-hmm. be in a good place about it. You know what? This is something I've chosen to live because I feel well and I move well and it keeps me in a place so that I can take care of all those things I want. And then I smile and just stare at the person dead on and just smile. And they can have whatever thought they want, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I found my other people. I have found my other people who can do the two-handed thing, who, is, who can say you're up against a choice. Yeah. You can choose this tonight, but you might regret it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or you could choose blank and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. And so... I think you have to be prepared, pre-write statements. I tell people all the time, let's talk about it. What do you think people are going to say to you? What do you think someone's going to say at the family reunion? And let's write a positive response back. And I want you to practice it before you get there. Have it written on a card in your purse. This idea that we have to be afraid that we're looking at things or they should be automatic is ridiculous. Too many things compete for our time and energy. Pre-plan what you want to say to people who are like. And don't try to figure out their motive. Are they jealous? Are they afraid? We don't need to spend our energy on that. That drains our energy. It takes time and energy to be healthy. Why would I jump in Christy's body and try to figure out why she's asking me that? Uh And that can go down like a whole path of (laughs) days, right? In the shower, you're still thinking, like, what does she mean by that? Like, that can go on on forever. And then I cannot feel good about my body. And what is she saying? I'm confused. Does that mean she thinks I am done or I should be done? And... I don't think, and we get into confusion and doubt. Mm-hmm. So I say you just need to be prepared. Weight is complex in our culture. Weight is complex individually. Therefore, you have to put in the time and energy to design this. Have statements ready to tell people. Many of us have struggled with the issue long enough. We know what people are going to say to us. Uh-huh. We knew when we were, maybe when our weight is high. I know when my weight is high. I know exactly when it's high because Typically, people would say to me, oh, you look so beautiful. I love your face, right? And they wouldn't realize it, but they would say something about your face is beautiful, right? And I think people who've been overweight have heard these kind of statements. And then when you lose weight, they're like, oh, my gosh, look at that outfit, or you're so thin. Like, you start hearing words that you didn't hear there. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a fact. I am now thinner than I was, right? So that's all there. It's not their problem they talk that way. I have to make my decisions about how I'm going to interpret that. My brain interprets that, right? So I have to clean it up. We love to overanalyze. Yeah. Because what we don't realize, if our brain isn't clean, um, you think the problem is the Oreos in your pantry? Nope. Your primary problem is your brain is always scanning for confirmation bias. It's always listening for who's going to say, who's going to look at me a certain way, who's going to do what or not do what that proves what I really feel about myself, that I'm less than, that I'm defective. Mm -hmm. The brain is what we need to clean up first, I argue, way before our pantry, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm telling people, understand discouragement's going to come, get ready for it, get a 24-hour plan. Deprivation can occur, and deprivation can occur two ways. Your plan is too restrictive. Or you've decided to see through that lens. When I go to a party and I don't eat what you eat, it does not mean I'm deprived. It means I made a choice. But we have this idea if there's a party, everybody there is going to be having wine and eating blank, and I won't be, and that makes me different. Okay? It does make you different because you didn't drink the wine and eat that. But how did that get to be bad? 
that. I made that up. I made that up that it's bad. Um, I don't drink alcohol. I am frequently asked. I believe I've been disinvited to some things because it bothered people who were drinking and they were not alcoholics. Let me be clear. They were not. I think it bothered them that I don't consume alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't bother everybody. But I know there were one or two events where I wasn't invited because I don't drink. I'm not taking it personal. They have the right to invite and not invite. But it's also not going to make me drink. So it's not going to make me eat what you eat at a party just because you choose to eat. And I can let you know, Lacey, it's okay. Eat what you want. And I can smile and look forward. That's what we have to get stronger at. We can't expect the world to change so we can carry out our goals in an easy and comfortable way. Working a health goal, you will get distressed Mm -hmm. because of the culture we live in. Food is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everybody struggles with it. You will get distressed. But it's my job to learn how to tolerate that. Mm -hmm. And some of the tools are mind dumping, making cards with pre-written ideas about how I'm going to handle that with challenging statements that are positive. Change your plan if you feel deprived. It's your body communicating something to you. Edit your life where there's stress. All of that's there, but don't quit. Don't quit the plan and blame the plan. Take the information and edit. So the third thing I want to say is this idea that I don't have willpower, that I lost my drive and I don't have any willpower. Giving in and quitting does not really mean that the situation was unmanageable. It just means you quit. There's a real difference between it being hard to stick to a plan and being impossible to stick to a plan. So when you say I don't have the willpower, I agree with you. Science proves that. Willpower is about desperation. I told you, it burns out. It's the rocket fuel that gets the space shuttle out of the atmosphere, but then the boosters have to turn on to take it to the moon, right? We all switch fuel sources. So when you say I don't have the willpower, what you're telling me is my desperation to reach this goal is starting to burn out and now something new has to come in. That's exciting. Let's learn what that new thing is because you're being tested. You're being tested to quit because desperation built out. But let's talk about what we can put in there, right? That thought that I don't have willpower is an old thought. It's what kept you quitting. So you can go comfort yourself with your old ways. It's just the old you fighting to stay online. And so what do I got to do? I'm telling you, go back to writing that out. I want to, that I lack the skill right now to want to stay on board, but it doesn't mean I'm defective. It doesn't mean I'm not valuable. It doesn't mean I won't win in the end. I'm just acknowledging I'm lacking some skill right now. But the skill I do have is to get on a 24-hour plan, to get right back to basics, to think only about today, keep going and seeing Lacey and Christy and working through it, understanding it's going to take time. What's the stress in my life that's causing, that's draining the energy towards this? This is not a priority. This has somehow gone tertiary. And now either my kids or the house or finding a job is taking over desperation burners. So I want this to stay prominent while working on those other things. So I've got to recommit to myself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'll do the last couple real quick because I wanted them to get them. Um, sometimes we just get tired of the health journey. Yeah, that's right. That's we just one. we yes. genuinely just get tired. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, you just like, I'm in burnout. I've been doing this a really long time. Leanne said it took time and energy. I put all this time and energy into it, and now I'm just truly overworked. And 
I think then we have to reassess where else am I being burdened? This idea that I'm burdened with the health journey, that I'm just tired of it, is it time for a break? And can I meet with my nutrition coach and talk about what would a break look like? Mm -hmm. And can we recommit to maybe I can do this plan for a little bit and not have, maybe I won't exercise for three weeks Mm -hmm. and I'll let my body rest. And I'll learn that nothing horrible is going to happen. There's actually people who don't work out at all and still lose weight. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not cut for a competition, but you can lose weight and never work out. Oh, absolutely. If your food is in a certain place and you have a certain level of activity, you'll lose weight. So maybe I need to look at where else am I feeling burdened? Where are things out of place? Typically when people are tired of working on the weight loss journey, there's a diagram we use. You're probably too much into care for others and not real balanced in care for Mm -hmm. self and you're doing more than being. And so we try to bring that back in. But it's okay to get there. Just recognize it. Just recognize that I'm tired. Check, am I getting sleep? Am I getting proper nutrition? Are my supplements working? Nothing changed with my thyroid. If all that checks out, just meet with your coach and say, what can I do? Lay off exercise, do something different, plan a little fun, and say I'm going to regroup in three weeks. But commit to regrouping in three mm-hmm. weeks and getting right back on basic. Does that make, make sense? Love that. So yes. we're all going to get tired. Step back, figure out where you're burdened. That is a normal part yep. of we the always temptation. Come out of it. Like we always yes. do. We talk to each other a lot, and just I've been in the same. I'll be like a few weeks ago, I was like, I'm just such a funk. I'm like a workout funk. What am I doing? I don't know. And but then just you know, you acknowledge that, let a couple weeks pass, and then like totally bet in a better place, you know. But in that moment, it's hard to see. It's that whole time traveling thing. It's just hard to see that it is going to get better because you're just like, oh, it's just bad right now, and you just don't know what to do about it. You feel stuck. Right, you do. You feel really stuck. And I think verbalizing that, I just feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And what's the emotion that goes with that? Maybe I'm scared. Maybe I'm sad. Maybe I'm numb is the emotion that goes with that. And what are some thoughts around that? Typically the problem is we haven't been doing our thought work. And so what we're burdened by is, you know, willpower dies out and we get burdened if we spend too much energy. If I'm battling cravings every day and I'm always like one second from diving into a food that I don't want. Can you imagine how much that takes? Oh, no, I can't. Every day to fight that. And I've been there. I've had weeks where I've told my husband, it's every second today. I need to figure out what else is going on Mm -hmm. that my body's wanting me to do this. It's trying to rescue me from something. And I'm missing the clue bus about what's really going on. I need to go get my journal. Leave me alone. Nobody talk to me. I have got to go journal and model the heck out of this. And figure out what's really going on. And if you will commit to yourself and just go journal, that commitment alone can help you release some of the burden over time. But it's committing back to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So the last two things I would want them to write down, because I had six in total. And just to review to make sure everybody feels like um, they got all six of them. I, I started with that first one, which was discouragement. That idea of deprivation. Then going into this idea that I don't have any willpower or I lost the drive. Then going into just being exhausted from the journey. The fifth thing is when we get to that apathetic place where we're angry and I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't care anymore. So I'm going out for pizza and beer tonight. Or I don't care anymore. I'm not going to the gym. I don't care anymore. I'm quitting. I'm going to save the money and not keep paying for this program. I'm not inputting. This is where, again, we lack 
It's just showing us information of where we lack skill, and that is the muscle to understand how to brush this off. So I keep a card, and here's my card. I love these index cards with no lines on them. I use them all the time. I have file folders of them at home. And you can find me looking through them and pulling them out on certain days because it's where I have to keep my healthy brain in a box and I have to pull it out because my own brain is kind of toxic. So when I get to that place where I don't care, I do not care. Right. I just want what I want. I'm going to do blank. Yeah. Right. It could be shop too much, eat blank, not go to the gym, whatever. You need something we call the brush off statements because that's just a part of your brain. It's just information. It's just data. Just treat it. Don't take it as a character assessment, right? So, oh, I'm, I will say something like this. Oh, there you are. Nice try. We're okay. We're okay. Let's just, let's just try to make it through the next hour. We're okay. That's a brush off statement. I'm brushing off that I don't care voice, right? Here's another one. I'm not going to quit my plan. I'm ready to push this accelerator uphill. I remember a mentor told me one time, Leanne, if you and I were in a little convertible and we were starting, so I go to the mountains a lot, but she's talking about this one. We both knew this one client. There's this road, actually, we were in a Jeep, my husband and I, on a section of, um, can't remember the pass that goes over to Telluride. I'll think of it in a minute, lady's name. Um, but there's a hill that when you go up, you're staring only at the sky. Like you don't know that the car is going to stay on the ground. And she goes, if we were climbing, I'm a gene pass for those who might know it. I'm a gene pass. When you go up this section of road to start in gene pass, there's a point where if you stop, you're going to roll back down. And in all your fear and frustration, everything in you says, Put that Jeep back in reverse, get off the accelerator, and go back to the bottom where it feels safe, where you have the full view, you know what's going to happen, you see what's in front of you. But what we should really do at this point is floor the accelerator mm -hmm. and crest. And when we hit this place of I don't care and apathy, don't quit. What you have to do is hit the accelerator and go on up the hill. You will get to a new crest point and you will be able to see again. You will have hope and purpose again. The problem is we get off the accelerator and roll back down and go to safety, what we've always known, right? So hit the accelerator. So that's another one I tell myself a lot is, baby girl, hit the accelerator. Hit the accelerator. Just stay climbing. Mm -hmm. Yesterday you didn't eat that. Yesterday you went and did that 15-minute, you know, burpee workout. Just stay there. Just stay there. And I will say that exactly that way to myself. Baby girl, hit the accelerator because it becomes a mantra. And I will actually feel something shift in the body. Like, oh, yeah, that was just a temptation. Okay, I'm okay. I only got this way because I was willing to have the journal. I was willing to write down the thoughts. I was willing to challenge them. I surrounded myself with coaches that did this, that said, how did you clean up your brain? How did you do that? How are you getting your brain on track? If you get your brain on track, scale will come along, mm -hmm. food will come along, because your brain's on track. My brain knows exactly what foods to eat and not eat. They really do. We've got enough information that it's not like rocket science, right? I need a professional to fine tune it for me, but I really don't need it to start and get down the road. Right. 
I can do that. Mm -hmm. The problem is I got to clean up my brain to be able to get there. And that's where you guys help. And the final one is number one problem, reason why we quit ourselves and things get hard. If I could tell the audience anything, I'd want to say, guys, if you could reframe hard and understand hard means I just hit something where I really get to show off and learn something. When we hit something hard in a car, we accelerate to go over it. And we feel the power of that car we chose. And we feel so smart that we got a 4 by 4 because look at us and look where we got because we got the 4 by 4 It's time for us to be 4 by 4s to hit the accelerator and understand this is just a learning point. And what am I going to learn? It's really not that I'm broken, that I can't work it, that I'm too weak, that I'm too undisciplined that I don't have willpower. That's the crap I told myself to justify quitting because I got scared. But I never helped myself with being scared. I just quit. So every time I get back to this place, I'll be scared again, right? This time we go over. Getting back on track is one of the hardest things. Do that recovery plan. Recovery plan, recovery plan. What's the recovery plan? It's the basics. I start right now. I go drink water instead of eating one more thing. I drink the amount of water I want to drink. I go ahead, even if I feel like I did something off today, I go ahead and do whatever little exercise routine I was going to do. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing that to work off what I ate. I'm doing that because that was the plan, right? And I'm just going to get back on plan and I'm going to be okay with time. If it takes me one more month now, it's okay. Because that means I still, for another month, stayed on plan. Makes sense? So those are the big six points. I feel like I just yelled a bunch of information at you all. Those are awesome. I know. I know you guys can't see us. Christy and I have been, like, on the edge of our seats over here just staring at Liam. Like, oh. So good. Well, it's so much that I felt like, Christy, when you and I wrote the email, that I wanted to share from my heart. Because I really do get, not only as a professional, but as a person, the loneliness you can feel in your home, like nobody understands me right now and nobody understands how mad I am that I did so well but I was a pound up or nobody understands how hard this is. And, you know, I think people do, but I think what was important was I was off track with that and I needed to get my thoughts back in order. Mm-hmm. There's a way to do it. There's tools out there for people to get back on track, but you have to own your brain and start start making get yourself to hope again does that make sense absolutely oh I think so yeah I think that's such a missing piece and and again I mean I think so much of the information that we're given in this realm is so driven toward the physical that we haven't even thought about how our brain is impacting those things and giving those really great illustrations being able to picture going up that hill in a car I mean that's a beautiful picture that's so easy to bring pull Mm -hmm. that in when I'm having that moment where I feel like I just want to be back in that safety zone. Like, that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And kind of the same idea with when it gets hard, which is hard for all of us. I mean, Lacey and I Mm -hmm. talk about it all the time with ourselves. I mean, it's it's just hard for whatever reason, whatever is going on in your life. And I love that reminder that a lot of times when you feel like giving up, looking at those pieces of... um, where you're giving too much because as women, probably men too. I mean, it's so easy for us to realize, oh, wow, I'm giving 80% of my energy towards all these things. Maybe mm-hmm. this is more why I'm feeling completely exhausted by my plan versus the plan itself. Right. That's such a great, all those points are so good. I can't wait to re-listen to this and write them down. I'm going to write it. It makes so many Yeah. Sense. I am really curious, like, and I think even with my own journey and I've seen in people who've had success help, you know, help-wise trying to get to their goals, 
they've all talked about that mind shift of time. Like I just, something flipped and I can say it for myself. I used to be a very short term, like hardcore, like I prided myself on, I can do this, you know. Um, but it, my health just totally shifted when I was like, I'm just gonna, this is like forever. Mm-hmm. How do you get people, how do you, how would you coach someone to like, make that shift because we can say it to people you really need to think long term long term but is it just they have to come on that on their own journey is it just practice i mean we talked about this last week like even with our program our program isn't a one and done you're not going to do this for three months and go from a to z and you're good for life it's just part of your whole journey you know it's a constant everything like builds on itself over time and you just get better and better and better and it's like acquiring the tools yes that you can do this forever and making it sustainable editing it and making it so you don't feel deprived so that you can kind of do it forever mm-hmm. but, but it's kind of like what she said the 15 to 24 month thing but it's how do we pull like you know our clientele is really busy moms really you know they just have these like short-term windows how do we like how did someone change from a, especially when culture is selling us all these 15 day to a whatever, you know, how do you change mm-hmm. from that, that this mindset to, oh, I want to commit to this for the rest of my life or mm-hmm. I want. Or cause then people will do something and then they'll go right back to how they were here. And I'm like, you're going to be in this right cycle. Right. And it's kind of like saying, um, do you believe that you could go home to your children? If you don't have children to your job, let's say. And you could concentrate on that for six weeks. And I mean, just knock out parenting, knock out the task of your job for six straight weeks like nobody has ever seen and be finished. And your kids not need you to ever parent them again. Right. That's a really good analogy. No. Would you, t- would you accept from your children right now what you're saying to yourself? Mm-hmm. That I only need to do this six weeks. Well, you're right. We only really need to study this for the six weeks if you want to get that grade. But you know what? When you're in middle school, you might find it hard again, and we'll restudy that for six weeks. And when you're in high school and you take physics, we might have to re-get a tutor for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And when you're in college and you have a professor you feel like is unfair, we might get a tutor or do whatever for six weeks. Like We might revisit this. You wouldn't accept that type of black and white thinking from someone else, but you will literally burden yourself with it, mm-hmm. right? Like, does anybody get a primary care physician and say, gosh, I'm going this one time and I will never need him again. I'm like getting this amoxicillin. <laughs> I'm like knocking this strip yeah. out and I will like never need him again. No, you want that guy or gal to be on the corner and open. In fact, we get mad when they're not open and it's Sunday at three, right? right? So we have a mentality that we get we might come in and out with our doctors and at times need their attention and not. Therapy's no different. I always tell people, there's times you're going to be here and I'm helpful and we work on something and you leave and then you come back and check back in and go, oh, got off track. Can you help me get back on track? And then you leave again. People come to you. Maybe they work the three-month program and they're good on their own for a month or two and they come back for a checkup or they sign up another three months. I mean, Mm -hmm. should really the care of ourselves have to be, that's what, see, that's what a mom does. Moms live on the four hours their kids are at school. Like, here's where my life, I used to say, I feel like my life was nine to two. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I needed to live and do everything. 
get my hair done, work out, meet a friend for lunch, nap. If I did want to watch something on, on a show, I had to do it all nine to two because before that and after that was not going to be mine. And I think the minute we do that, it, that's not, that's not going to work. It's not realistic, right? Time needs to be about caring for others and caring for ourselves in an equal base. How else do we do it? I like Carol Dweck. If they haven't read it, it will help them with their kids. But Carol Dweck wrote a wonderful book on the mindsets, and she's really the author. You can also see her TED Talk. It's D-W-E-C-K is her last name on growth mindsets versus fixed mindset. You see a fixed mindset in dieting, and that's that idea that um, when I get really fixed is failure. It just shows the end of my ability. I'm either good or I'm not. Um, I don't like to be challenged. I can do it. I can't do it. When I'm frustrated, I give up. That's that fixed mindset. Whereas a growth mindset is challenges help me grow and I'm willing to take the time it needs to get there. Um, failure is an opportunity to grow. I can learn to do anything I want. That's a growth mindset, right? So I think you have to give yourself information. Start reading books out there. Turn off the television. Put down the phone. Get off the social media. When I read a book like Carol Dweck, I'm writing it on the hard drive of my brain. I'm increasing my healthy brain. And then I go to the next book. When I write cards and I find positive statements or I find things um, that are out there that help. On Pinterest, you can find a lot of things that are just positive statements. But here's the deal. You got to print them and read them. You got to make a flashcard on your phone. You got to say every day before I go do one thing for my child, I hit the flashcards on my phone. Even if they don't rock your world and you're still bitter walking out of your bedroom, you guess what? Expose the brain to them and uploaded them. And that's what I want you to do. And then read them like two hours later and then read them again if you're bitter. The more times you upload this, you stand a chance of getting into long-term memory. So when you get challenged, it can come up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we part of the diet, part of that not diet, but health plan can't just be eating the right foods and cleaning out the pantry. Part of the plan has to be writing on our hard drives this new material, taking the time to prioritize me by writing down the dead weight I carry around, which are the thoughts, challenging them and moving forward. So it's a lot I realize that I'm putting out there, but I wanted to hurry and put out there, if you're getting ready to quit, stop, get a recovery plan. You don't really wanna quit, you've hit something that's creating information and you don't have the skill to interpret it. Find somebody to help you interpret it, make the edits you need, and keep recovering until you feel back on track, right? Because you don't want to give up on you. That's so good. That's so applicable for right now. Yeah. We can't thank you enough. That's Oh, I appreciate you letting me sputter this. Like I said, I know it was a lot, but I think it's, so it's important data. And yeah. Maybe people could play this over mm -hmm. and over again because this you could I even use as a form yes. to write on your hard drive, right? Yes. Yeah. I awesome. love the flashcards. We have so many great takeaways. Mm -hmm. Um. Where can people find you if they do want to connect with you? I know you're limited in your client low, but I mean, even right. just make other referrals mm -hmm. and things like that for people. So where you can find me, the easiest would be at spencercounseling.com. Um, like just that. going there to the website and there's an email link if they do need to send a communication to me. Great. We are so grateful. Any last minute thoughts or? You know, there's so, and I feel like I've already talked. You're so good. Way too long. No, you haven't. And probably said way too much, but I want to be an encouragement to people because I really do think, first of all, before we ever met any of you guys and made a plan, this is really the truth, not a platitude. 
we were already beautiful and valuable before we ever started the goal. The goal is just something we decided to spend our time and energy on. So why would we ever quit that, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that just shows our strength. It shows our power. It shows our ability to make choices. It's not a character statement of how valuable. We were already beautiful and valuable. This was just where we were putting our resources. So let's get back on track with using our resources for that so we can feel like we got what we wanted. Such an encouragement. I love that. You're amazing. We're all Thank about those choices. By the office. Thank well, Thank thanks you. for having us. Um, thanks for getting us in a healthy place. And just, um, yeah, we're really excited for everyone to get to hear this. Thanks again. Thanks for joining us this week. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.